0: We'll call this today, go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. When you're sick, go to the doctor. Praise God. Exodus 15, verse 22. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days into the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Merah, they could not drink of the waters of Merah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Merah. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statute and an ordinance, and there he proved them, and said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth, they and they came to Elam where were where were 12 wells of water and 3 score and 10 palm trees and they camped there by the waters you know the old testament is a shadow and a type of the new isn't it it's a picture of the things that we have now we see a lot of a lot of stories in the old testament that we can learn from The Bible said that these things were written for our admonition. And it talks about in here a place called Elam, where there was 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees and just a nice oasis and everything's great, you know. And uh, that's a nice place to be in Elam, amen. That's uh, when all your bills are paid, all your relationships are good, you know, the water's sweet, the food's good. I mean, everything's wonderful, Elam's a nice place. Can I have an amen? Amen. But then there's a place called Merah where the waters are bitter. Have you ever come to that place in your life where the waters are bitter? Where things are hard, where things are difficult, where things are sour? It may be because of a relationship problem. It may be because of sickness or financial difficulties. Uh, But whatever it is, it's not sweet. There's difficulties and there's problems. But I come to tell you, Jesus is the Lord that heals us. Amen? And He has healing for us at the waters of Merah, and He can make those bitter waters in your life sweet. Amen? And He can bring healing to your innermost being and your outermost being and bring life where there's been death and healing where there's been sickness, and he can restore what has been taken away from you. Hallelujah. So they came to that place called Merah, where the waters were bitter, and it said that the people murmured, and Moses prayed. I think Moses had the right idea. The people had the wrong. Amen? (laughs) The people murmured, but but Moses prayed and cried to the Lord, and the Bible said that the Lord showed him a tree. Now that's interesting. As I said, the Old Testament is a shadow and a type of the New. And so when I preach out of the Old Testament, I'm looking for a New Testament truth. I'm a New Testament Christian. The the Old Testament is here for a purpose though. Amen? And that purpose is to admonish us and encourage us. And we see here really a perfect picture of the Gospel. Because Moses, the Lord showed Moses a tree. And it said that when Moses cast that that tree into the water, the waters were made sweet. So I have this picture in my mind of Moses seeing the tree. The Lord shows him this tree. And he gets some of his guys together. Come on, boys, let's grab this tree. And they heft it up, you know, and they throw that tree, you know, into the waters. And supernaturally, those waters are made sweet and the people are provided for. Praise the Lord. So when the Lord showed him a tree, I, I wonder, well, what's that for? But how many know in the New Testament it tells us in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of law, being made a curse for us, as it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit by faith. So the law tells us what we deserve. The law says that the soul that sins shall die. And because of sin, there is a curse. Amen. So we see the results of sin, the results of the curse all around us in this world. Isn't that right? We see lives that are broken. We see sickness and disease. We see relationship problems. We see families broken apart. We see children running with gangs instead of being tied in with their families. We see we see the curse in action in this world. But yet the Bible said Christ has redeemed us or bought us back from the curse. How being made a curse for us, as it is written, "Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree." So He says the. The cross, we call, what we call the cross, he calls there a tree. And so I believe that when God showed him a tree, he was looking ahead to the cross. He was looking to w- the way that he was going to make that bitter water sweet in our lives, not just in that particular little pond out in the wilderness, but it, all throughout history and eternity through the work of the cross of Calvary. Amen. Christ has redeemed us by that tree hallelujah. the cross redeems us from the curse. so instead of getting what we deserve because of our sin, the Bible said the wages of sin is death. we deserve every single one of us deserve death we deserve the curse because every one of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God and we know that there's a sin nature upon the whole human race. when I go to India, you know, I talked to them about Genesis, and I talked about how we were all created in the image of God. And I tell them, I'm your long-lost long relative. Well, they've got dark skin, and I've got light, and they must think I'm really strange. But I just tell them, you know, you go back far enough, we're related. Because we all came from Adam and Eve. Amen? But you see, Adam sinned. And the Bible said that that sin passed on the whole human race. And because of that sin, death passed on the human race. So we all have this problem. We all have a separation from God. We all are living under a curse. But God says, I love you. And he sent Jesus to take that punishment for our sins. To become, literally to become a curse for us. Can you imagine the spotless son of God who had never sinned, The pure and holy, lovely Son of God became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Praise God. I'll tell you, you couldn't get me to become a, a Muslim or a Hindu or anything else. I mean, I've got Jesus in my life. My sins have been forgiven. Hallelujah. I have the good news operating in my life. Hallelujah. I once was lost, but now I'm found. was blind, but now I see. Jesus has given me life. You know, I was uh, bound up with drugs and alcohol back in the 70s. I was, I was in sin. I was, I was running down the wrong course. My family was being destroyed. My life was being destroyed. But I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and everything changed. He delivered me from those addictions. He sent me on a new course. He gave me new life. And he gave me a life in the spirit. He gave me a relationship with the living God. Before that, I could look up in the sky at the stars and I could think about God. But after that, I began to know God. I began to experience God in my daily life. And that's a wonderful thing. Amen? So here we've got this picture of this tree being thrown. We need that tree in the midst of our bitter waters to bring healing into our lives. Amen? That's how he heals us, he says. I am the Lord that heals you. Well, it says there, I think it's in the 25th verse, he made for them a statute and an ordinance. A statute and an ordinance. I don't know how you're, if you have a modern translation how that, how that reads there. But at any rate, I looked up the original meaning of those words, statute and ordinance. And the word statute in the original Hebrew means to prescribe something. You know, when you go to the doctor, they write a Rx, right? A prescription. So Dr. God wrote them a prescription. Isn't that interesting? Out in the wilderness for their bitter waters. And it was the tree. And then it says, He made for them an ordinance. And in the original, the word ordinance there means judgment, or we could say, to decide a case. So God set as a judge to decide a case there in the wilderness. How did God decide your case? He decided to put your judgment upon Jesus Christ. On that tree. That is his prescription for healing in your life. That's how we get saved. That's how we know that we have eternal life. And that's how we enter into all the blessings of God. And I'll tell you, I believe when we're born again, we need to learn about these things and dwell on these things and have these truths working in our lives. You know... If we're redeemed from the curse, that's part of our inheritance. We need to know that and walk in the light of it. Amen? You know, the area of revelation is very important. That's why you're here today, right? To get revelation, to get light. You didn't come to hear some guy talk and, you know, just to sing some songs. You want God. Amen? And we need God to give us revelation. You know, uh, the Lord said to, to his disciples, he said, uh, who's everybody saying I am? They said, well, some say you're this prophet, this prophet, that prophet. Well, who do you say that I am? Well, Peter says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. He says, Peter, you're blessed. Why? Because flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven has revealed this unto you. So Peter had a revelation and Jesus patted him on the back because of that revelation. You know, um, little shepherd boy David was sent by his father out to, to uh, the battlefield and the Philistines were out there and there was a big giant out there, nine foot tall, that came out every day and mocked the, the armies of Israel, right? Right? And the armies of Israel, all these great soldiers that were trained and excellent marksmen and wonderful warriors, they cowered in fear at this great giant. But here comes the shepherd boy out. He's been out playing his harp with the sheep at night, loving the Lord, fighting a bear and a lion, you know. Well, he comes out there and he says, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? To defy the armies of the living God. He says to Saul, He says, Thy servant will go and fight this giant. There's a little shepherd boy. He says, That guy's no problem. What's the deal? Here's a teenager, you know. says, I'm going to kill him. These great soldiers, they're afraid. It's because they're living in the natural, they're living according to their senses. But David was living according to a spirit of revelation. He knew something about his God. Amen. He knew the power of God. Amen. He knew that if he went out there, he was not just going with the slingshot. He was going with the power of God. Hallelujah. And that guy is going down, going down, going down. I remember that from the Rocky film. Amen. You're going down. Rocky says, no, you're going down. And that's about what happened out there on the battlefield. And I'll tell you, the giant went down because he was an uncircumcised philistine. And what does that mean? Uncircumcised Philistine. The circumcision <coughs> excuse me, the circumcision is the symbol of the covenant. Amen. And David knew about his covenant. He knew about his rights, he knew what his covenant me- meant. So how does this apply to us if we're, if we're Christians today? We need to know what our covenant says. We need to understand what's been done for us in Christ, what it really means. We are blessed. We've been redeemed. Christian, we don't need to live under condemnation. If there's something wrong in our life, confess it to the Lord, and He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We can live in righteousness. The kingdom of God is not food and drink, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. So we can know we're right with God. We can have peace. We can have joy. But many Christians aren't living in that in that joy. Maybe they've taken that initial step. May Jesus, Lord, believe the gospel. But they don't really have that revelation flowing in their life. So I pray that God would give us a revelation today. Amen? Amen. And the Holy Spirit is the revelator. I mean, he's the spirit of revelation or the spirit of truth to unlock these mysteries to us and make us know who we are in Christ and make us know who God is to us. Praise God. So we can walk in the the truth to know that Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse for me. As it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. That, see the curse is broken, that, the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So in the Old Testament we see God dealing with and making covenant with a man named Abraham. And God blessed him so much that all his descendants were blessed, you know, the nation of Israel and so forth. But here it says that the Gentiles, the non-Jews, All the people of the world. God loves everybody. Amen? God so loved the world. Well, so Abraham had Isaac. Isaac had Jacob. Jacob became Israel. Israel had 12 sons. Those are the 12 patriarchs of Israel. The 12 tribes of Israel named after them. One of those tribes is Judah. Out of Judah sprang Jesus. Jesus is the Savior of the world. And that's what God was saying. In thee shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. So you and I then can have that blessing of Abraham. We can have a covenant with God in which our sins are forgiven. Praise God. Anybody here ever have trouble being perfect? Now I know there's one George here. He's, he's got it. But the rest of us, we need help. No, I, I believe we, we, we need to press into holiness But the other side of it is we're going to need forgiveness sooner or later. And we're not going to achieve holiness by our own strength or our own ability anyway. We need the power of the Lord. So we're going to need to appropriate forgiveness, just like Abraham sinned and missed it, but God forgave him. And God put his hand on him and he said, I'll bless them that bless you and I'll curse them that curse you. I'm on your side, Abraham. And listen, if you've believed in Jesus Christ, I want you to know God is on your side and you can live a blessed life. Amen? The blessing of God be upon you. Hallelujah. And you can walk in that grace, the blessings of Abraham. And then the promise of the Spirit, it says. The promise of the Spirit. That's one of the biggest things. The promise of the Spirit is the way that God conveys his blessings into your life. It's by the Holy Spirit that he brings revelation to you. It's by the Holy Spirit that he brings healing to your life. It's by the Holy Spirit that he brings peace and joy. See? Righteousness, peace, and joy. Where? In the Holy Ghost. So when, when, you, when Jesus died for your sins, then he dealt with the sin problem, which is your barrier between you and God, so that the Spirit could come into your life. So the Holy Spirit is active in your life every day. And so often Christians are saying, God, where are you? I've got this problem. Where are you? And God says, I'm right inside of you. The problem solver lives inside of you. (laughs) And he's going to give you the inspiration and the thought and the direction how to overcome the difficulties of life. How to live in victory. The Holy Spirit is God's agent, but more than that, the Holy Spirit is God who's everywhere and living in every believer. And this is the way that God brings his blessings into your life. That's how God flows in your life. Don't think of God as just external up in heaven. Amen? Think of God as the one who lives inside of you. The Bible said, It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. So here's the the thing that, kind of really the heart of the crux of the message. Go to the doctor. We need to come into contact and maintain contact with the Lord. We need to have an experience, a living experience with the living God. We need to not only know the facts of the gospel, but it needs to become real to us. And the only way that it's going to become real to us is by coming to the doctor or coming to the Lord. Remember what Jesus said? He says, come unto me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you. In other words, let me be Lord. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. He says, you will find rest unto your souls. See, so in order to receive rest and healing and victory and all that God has for us, we need to actually come to the Lord. We need to go to him. Him. You know, it's like if you had a doctor out here, where's your doctor center near here? Pipestone or what's, where do you go if you need to go to the doctor? Soup balls? Huh? Worthington. So the clinic in Worthington says, we are the clinic that heals you. And they're really good. They got all the answers, okay? But how many know, you know, we could talk about the Worthington Clinic is the clinic that heals us the, clinic, the Worthington Clinic is great we can talk about how great the Worthington Clinic is but if you want to get fixed you've got to go to the clinic right? <laughs> you've got to make an appointment get in the car and drive to the clinic that's what I'm saying to you today God says I'm your doctor you need to go to him you need to go to him spiritually praise God And he's everywhere, so you don't have to travel down to Rochester or Worthington or anywhere else, amen? You go to him spiritually. You have access to him. So when we talk about divine healing, salvation, healing for broken hearts, all these things are in God's book. You know, he's a general practitioner, (laughs) amen? He'll take care of all of it. Amen. He's not just saying, he won't say, well, I only do hearts. <laughs> no. He's, he's a full service provider. Amen. And you just need to go to him spiritually. Remember when Jesus walked in the temple and the woman was uh, bowed over for 18 years and couldn't, couldn't straighten herself out? The Bible says he called her to himself. Right? when the woman that had with the issue of blood for 12 years, she came in the press behind and she touched the hem of his garment, for she said, if I can just touch him, I shall be made whole. See, we need to come to the doctor. We need to come to Jesus, whether it be for salvation, emotional healing, or physical healing. We need to go to the Lord. It's not, in other words, it's not enough to believe in the doctrine of salvation or the doctrine of healing You have to have this personal connection with the doctor himself. It's a relationship. A man named F.F. Bosworth wrote a book called Christ the Healer, a great great book on divine healing. And he talked about the many, many people he had helped with uh, receiving divine healing. He He said, I've found that over the years that the people that received divine healing, they received it as they came to the Lord and they got their accounts right with him and they came into relationship with him. And he said, I have found that that they would generally say that the what happened in their relationship with God was 10,000 times greater than the physical healing itself. Having that freedom and knowing God and being righteous and knowing your sins are forgiven, knowing you're right with the Lord, having a spiritual healing. See, God talks about, the scripture talks about being healed, spirit, soul, and body. Your spiritual healing is the most important of all. You know, sometimes if two people in a marriage, their, their relationship is broken, we might say, they need to have their relationship healed, right? Well, that's what happened with us and God where our relationship with God was broken and it needs to be healed. Jesus made the way for us to be reconciled to God so we can come and we can have this fellowship with the Lord. So the Lord has been talking to me, you know, different times. I I like to pray in the mornings. And I'll be praying away, you know, and talking to the Lord. Maybe I'm giving him my agenda for the day. You know, maybe I'm not just quite quite doing it the right way. And the Lord will say something like this to me. He'll say, look at me. Look at me. And so he's training me to look him in the eyes. The scripture talks about the glory, seeing the glory of God, the glory of the gospel in the face of Jesus Christ. Looking in the face of Jesus. Jesus, how many know Jesus is accessible? Now you say, well, how do we look at Jesus? Well, you, you looked at Jesus, right? You, you had a vision of Jesus. But most of us haven't had that like that where you saw Jesus in a vision. How many how many have had something like that where you saw Jesus? One, two. There's two others here. Isn't that awesome? See, I haven't had that, but I see Jesus. I see Jesus out of the eyes of my heart. See, I look at him by faith. And what do you mean by that? It's not about conjuring up some image of, off of Off a painting or something where you say this is the way Jesus looks. It's just by faith looking at the Lord, looking Him in the eyes. Now, what happens when you look in the eyes of Jesus? Well, probably at first you're going to go like this Adam and Eve, the Bible said, hid themselves, right, from the presence of the Lord because sin brings that separation. So when we begin to look in the face of Jesus, I'm telling you, it's bright. And so he looks into our hearts. He looks into those places on the inside of us that are dark and shadowy. Maybe relating to something that happened where we've been marred or we've been hurt on the inside. Maybe related to some sinfulness. You know, I know maybe you don't have that, but in all seriousness, we all do have areas. He's cleansing us little by little. Maybe it's covetousness or hatred or anger or fear or doubt and unbelief. You know, when Jesus looks in your heart, he sees all that. And that's a good thing because that's darkness. And what happens when the light shines in the darkness, it becomes light. The darkness flees. If this room is all dark, just flip the switch on, takes care of it. Amen. So the spiritual light of the Lord, when we look in the face of Jesus shines in our heart, amen, and and begins to cleanse us. And really, before the Lord heals, he cleanses. So this is the, the essence of God's program, his, his doctrine, is he's got a prescription, the cross of Jesus Christ. It made the way for us, you know, to receive this ministry of the Spirit. But we need to go to the doctor. Spiritually. It's not enough just to confess. That's good. We need to confess. But we also need to have that personal, living relationship with the Lord. And what I'm talking to you today about, it might sound strange to your ears or whatever, but this is spiritual reality. We do have this ability to contact the living God. The gospel makes a way for us to go back to what Adam and Eve lost in that garden and to have a restoration spiritually and in our emotions, in our souls, and also for our physical body. Even medical science recognizes now the connection between the inner man and the outer man. If you have bitterness on the inside, it can cause diseases on the outside it can keep you from getting healed. Amen. So God's interested in healing us from the inside out. Can I have an amen? And the first priority is to get healed in your relationship with God. Get that right and the le- the rest will follow. Amen. As you as you seek the Lord, as you come to him daily, you s- stay close to him, live close to him. You know, David made a statement. He says, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he's at my right hand, I'll not be moved. (laughs) Then he says, in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. This is a spiritual reality. God has so much for us. Amen. It's good to know the Lord. Amen. It's good to know the Lord. Praise God. So, Heavenly Father, I just thank you today for the opportunity to share about you, the Lord that heals us, to know that we can come to the doctor, that, Lord, you do, even do home visits. You have a treatment plan that's just custom designed for each one of us and what we need in our lives, no matter what we've experienced, what we've been through. You are the Lord that heals us. And you follow us to come to you and to receive that work of the cross and uh, to receive that healing. As you said, by your stripes we were healed. We thank you for that healing in this place today, Lord. We thank you for the work of redemption. and We thank you for meeting the needs of the people, whatever they are, in Jesus' name. Praise God. I'd like for us just to have a just a holy moment with the Lord, if we could, just to bow our heads. And I'd like to ask uh, ask you three questions today. First of all, how many today need restoration in your in your relationship with God Himself? You need healing in your relationship with God. Would you lift your hand if that's you? All right. I see that hand. Are there others? Okay. Any others? You need to be made right with God. Okay. All right, wonderful. Okay, how many today need healing in your emotions or in your mental, on on the inside, in your soul? You need healing. Would you lift your hand if that's you? Okay. See that hand? Are there others? Any others? Well, praise God. That's good. Okay, how many need healing in your physical body? One, two, three, four. Quite a few here. Okay. All right. I want to just invite those of you that raised your hand for any of those three things. If you would just come up front, I'd like to pray with you and uh, just minister to you for a moment. Just step out of your seat and come. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I am the Lord that healeth thee, he says. In the original, it's I'm the Lord your physician. I'm Jehovah Rapha, the Lord your doctor. Praise God. All right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let me just lead you in a prayer. Just say, Dear Father, I thank you for Jesus Christ, your Son. Today I come not based on my good works or what I deserve. I come because of him the precious Son of God God, who died died. and became a curse for me. And And I confess with my mouth mouth, Jesus is Lord. Lord. I believe He's alive. alive. He died for my sins. sins. But He's alive. And And I receive Him him as as Savior, Restorer, and healer in Jesus name you are my healer thank you for healing me cast that tree into my bitter waters in Jesus name amen hallelujah hallelujah thank you Lord Lord, we just come to you. We just look you in the eyes today, Lord. Shine into our hearts, O oh God. Shine into our hearts. Shine into our hearts, O oh God. Cleanse us, Lord. Cleanse us. Heal us. Forgive us. Give us grace to help in time of need. Deliver us, O oh God. Oh, thank you for touching our lives today, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, you are the Lord that heals us. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord.